for 30 plus years. I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best, and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Parenting Great Kids. This is episode number 145, and I am your host, Dr. Meg Meeker. You know, friends, my goal with every one of these podcasts is to help you be the parent you want to be, not the parent I think you should be the parent you want to be. I interview child and adolescent experts to help you understand your kids and why they do what they do. I'll give you tools to grow them into great kids. No topic is off limits. So if there's a subject you'd like discussed, let me know. Again, the podcasts are for you. At the end of each podcast, I'll give you three points to ponder, which are takeaways that you can start using right away. And remember, parents, when you listen to the podcast, subscribe. Every episode contains the most up-to-date professional help on a variety of issues. PGK is on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Google Play Store. If you like anything that you hear on the PGK podcast and you find them helpful, you will love my new private community, Parenting Great Kids Community. It's a subscription community where I go in and I interact with other parents. They ask questions. I post videos. I answer questions via video. We have live chats. It's so much fun. You know, in these times of COVID, a lot of us have felt very, very isolated. And now it's more important than ever to be part of a community where you can come and talk to other parents, encourage them, be encouraged, and most importantly, ask questions from me. You know, there are a lot of places you can go and read answers about kids, but where do you go to ask questions? You go to Parenting Great Kids Community. Go to meekerparenting.com and check it out. Today, you don't have a guest, you only have me, and we're going to be talking about stopping your child's temper tantrums. You heard me. My brand new course is out now, How to Stop Temper Tantrums in Your Child. And you know, temper tantrums are such a common issue with kids and a problem for parents that I just really wanted to tackle it head on. I'm primarily going to be talking about temper tantrums in young kids today four and under. However, teenagers have temper tantrums too. The fundamental reasons why teenagers have temper tantrums is the same as why toddlers have them. You have to handle them a little bit differently, though most of the rules apply. And many of the things that trigger a temper tantrum in a teenager can be very different than those that trigger a temper tantrum in a toddler. So today, just about little kids and temper tantrums. So before we get started on what you're to do when your child's having a temper tantrum, let's back up a little bit and ask the question, why do your kids have them? Well, in order to understand that, we need to know a little bit about the psychological and cognitive and physical development of toddlers. Toddlers say two to four, four and a half. What's happening in the young mind of a child that age is they're beginning to learn that they are separate people, that they have a separate will, that they have an ability to act separately from their parents, and they want 
to act separately from their parents. They want to do what they want to do. And this isn't because they're selfish. It's a natural developmental desire. They feel they're changing. Their thinking is expanding. Their feelings are expanding. Their physical abilities are expanding. And they want to use all of that to be more independent and to see what it feels like. And this is a good thing. Now, strong-willed kids do this, but they do it on an amped up scale, if you will. So if you have a strong-willed child, temper tantrums may last longer, may be a little more frequent, and may be louder. But that's okay. All kids who have temper tantrums eventually outgrow the temper tantrums until they hit 13 years, of course. So why are kids having them? Well, think about it. Their mind is developing and they want to try new things. They want to tell their hands to be able to tie shoes. They want to tell their parents that they can put their coat on. They can zip it up. They can button it up if they want to. They can strap themselves into a car seat. But here's the problem. While their will wants to do it and their mind is telling them that they can do it, their body doesn't cooperate. They can't strap them into their car seats very easily. They can't tie shoes, of course, and they have difficulty putting their coats on and zipping them up. So they naturally become very, very frustrated because there's this disconnect between what their mind is telling them they can do and what their body's really able to do. Plus, they want it to work so that they are separate from you, so that they are independent from you, so that they can show you and themselves that they're growing up. But when they can't show you that and they can't experience that the way they think they should be able to experience it, an explosion erupts from the inside out and you witness the explosion. So kids fundamentally have temper tantrums because they want to do things that their bodies aren't capable of doing. And their minds tell them to do things that their bodies aren't able to deliver on. And this is really hard for them. Remember, kids don't want to have temper tantrums. A kid doesn't like temper tantrums any more than you like temper tantrums. So often we sit there and we see our kids explode and yell and scream and maybe call names. And we think, man, you're not being a very nice kid. What's wrong with you? You know, you're just ill-behaved or whatever, or you're angry at me. No, they're uncomfortable. They're scared. They're frustrated. They're angry. And as a matter of fact, they're more frustrated and probably angrier than you are. So we have to realize kids don't do this on purpose. So once we understand that kids have them because of this tension going on inside their bodies, because their bodies and their minds aren't keeping up with one another. How should we respond to them? And this is the tricky part. First, this is very important to keep in mind, never take your child's temper tantrums personally. And this is where we get into trouble. We look at our kids screaming and we think, oh my gosh, what am I doing as a parent to cause this? Why can't I control this? Nobody else's kids scream this loud or this long or run away when I tell them to have a timeout. What's wrong with me? nothing's wrong with you. Your child is exploding. They're out of control and you're not responsible. This is something happening inside of them. It's not because you're a bad parent. 
It's because of what's going on inside your kids. So that's very important to recognize and say to yourself when your child's having a temper tantrum so that you don't get emotionally tangled up in it. You have to be able to emotionally separate yourself from your child. There's something going on inside your child that's causing them to act crazy that you have nothing to do with. And it's something going on that your child doesn't want. So the minute you start feeling deep down, gee, was what am I doing wrong? My friend's kids don't do this. Stop. This is just happening and it will go away. If you have a hard time separating yourself, pretend that you're watching your neighbor's kid rolling around on your floor, thrashing and screaming and go, oh, look at that. That's too bad. That's going to pass. And sometimes that's a trick that can really help you distance yourself. Because once you learn to distance yourself from the temper tantrum, it's so much easier to stay calm. So don't take the temper tantrums personally. Second, separate yourself emotionally. Don't get tangled up in who's responsible for what and what you did and what they should do and what they want to do and what they can't do. Don't go there. Third, stay calm. Now, this is a toughie, and I'll tell you the truth, it takes training. But you need to remember, when the temper tantrum starts, your child is very angry, and they're very frustrated. And as it escalates, they become more and more out of control. Now, when the more out of control your child becomes, the more in control you need to be. Why? Because that's how you get temper tantrums to stop. If your child's screaming and you start yelling at your child to stop what he's doing and to just buck up and stop crying and you start screaming at this child, what happens? Everything gets worse. Remember, your child is out of control. They're not willing themselves to do this. So if you come at them telling them what to do and you're very angry at them, things get worse take a deep breath, look at your child, say, you're out of control. I'm the grown-up. I need to calm myself in order to calm you down. Very often when kids are really out of control and you tell them to go have a time out and sit in the chair and they thrash and they run away and they refuse to sit there, one of the things that really helps is to sit on the chair yourself put your child on your lap, wrap your arms around them, and in a very steady and firm way, hug them. Now, at the beginning, they're going to scream and they're going to try to wiggle out of your hug, but this is why hugging them is so important. Can't hug too tight, okay? But you need to be very firm because it gives them a sense of control. They're out of control you've got the situation. You can quiet down. You know that you're leading them to do it. So sometimes parents will say, well, my child will never sit in a chair when, or sit on the stairs when I tell them to have a timeout. Well, that's because you need to go there and you need to literally hold them there, not in a mean way, but to get them to calm down because you don't want to let up on the timeout until your child has calmed down. Same thing is true with a younger child. If your child's two or two and a half and you can still pick them up, when they're calm enough to pick up, you embrace them in a bear hug, you 
put their head on your shoulder and you just walk around in a very, very firm hug. And you will notice eventually the child's body will just begin to relax and they'll kind of melt in your arms. Best thing you can do. The more out of control they become, the more in control you need to become. So parents, I hate to do this, but I need to take a quick break from talking about temper tantrums, but please stay with me. I'll be right back. So how do you get there? How do you stay calm when everything in your body is saying, I can't take it. I'm going to run out of the house. I'm going to scream. I'm going to pull my hair out. Well, you train yourself. Okay. And you've got to give yourself some grace because this takes some time. Okay. While your child's not having a temper tantrum before it happens, think about how you want to respond. Okay. When this tantrum starts, what do you want to do? How do you want to feel? What do you want to say? How are you going to approach your child? You have to think ahead and you have to have a plan ahead because if you don't, you're going to default to your knee jerk reaction of screaming or telling the child to stop. Bad, bad road to go down because things just escalate. Okay. Then when the temper tantrum starts, you feel that you're going to go crazy. Nope, nope, nope. I'm going to do my three things that I talked about. I'm going to stay calm. I'm not going to tell my kid to stop or yell at him. I'm going to hold him in place in his timeout chair if he needs it. You say it over and over. And at first, you'll find this is a real struggle. But I promise you, friends, over time, it'll become second nature. It really will. And sometimes it can take a few months to get there. But you practice, 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 just like anything else you do. As you're doing this, you want to repeat to yourself in your mind, stay calm. It's not about you. Stay calm. It's not about you. This is something your child's doing. They don't want to do. It's out of control and it's going to have a life of its own. It's going to come to an end, but you can make it come to an end much sooner. So how do you stay calm after you've come up with a training plan and you're beginning to implement it? When the temper tantrum starts, you recite those things in your mind, stay calm. It's not about you. Then change your breathing. When you become anxious and angry, you start to breathe faster and this can make you feel more anxious. So what you want to do is focus on your breathing in the minute. Now, this will seem odd because your child's temper tantrum will want to suck you in so that you are angry and he's angry, but you want to pull back from that. You want to say, okay, focus on your breathing. You want to do some belly breathing, okay, where when you take a breath in, your belly goes out. When you let the air out, your belly goes in. It takes a little bit of training to do, and it can be a little bit tricky, but the reason you want to do it is it calms you, it slows your breathing down, and it takes your focus off your screaming child. Now, if at any point you feel you're going to lose it, you're going to yell, you're going to hit, you're going to do something mean, get out of the room. You need to walk away. Now, you may say, well, every time I try to leave the room, my child comes after me. That's okay. 
keep walking away and walking away. And if you're walking circles around your kitchen or around your house, that's okay. You need to get away and take some deep breaths. If you need to put some earbuds in, put some earbuds in, turn on a little bit of music, but whatever it takes, you need to stay calm because temper tantrums push our buttons. And a lot of times parents will be in the middle of a temper tantrum trying to contain their child and they just feel like they're going to lose it. And they just start screaming. If you're at that point, walk away. Your child's much better off with you walking away and going into another room and closing the door and they scream and hit and yell and froth while you're in the other room. They're much better off having you do that than having you say something or do something you're going to regret later on. So let's recap. How do you want to respond when the temper tantrums come? One, don't take them personally. Two, separate yourself emotionally. Three, train yourself to be calm. Four, when you're training, look at the responses that you want to give to your child's temper tantrums ahead of time so that you have a plan in your mind so that when the temper tantrum comes, you go, okay, I need to do my three things. Five, repeat to yourself in the moment. This isn't about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's what's going on inside my kid. Stay calm, stay calm. This will pass. And it can become your temper tantrum mantra if you need it to be. Six, change your breathing, belly breathe. And seven, if you feel you're going to lose it, get out of the room, walk away, even call a friend. If you think that this is going to be a long lasting temper tantrum and you're just going to lose it, then where do you go from there? Your child has calmed down and he's getting quiet and the tears have stopped and you're calming down. What do you do then? Do you sit down and give a lecture to your child and say, now you really shouldn't have done this. This is bad. I told you not to touch the stove. You touched the stove. Mommy said, no, you went into a fit. You're not allowed to have a fit. It's really bad for you. No, 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 no. When your child is calm, you use very simple language to describe his frustration. Do not over explain what happened and why it happened and why he needs to change it the next time. Not going to work. Okay. It's not going to work. You want to do it very shortly after the temper tantrum. You want to teach your child some simple words. And this is what you would say. You know what, honey, I know that when you feel really frustrated, you just kind of explode. And I know that's hard for you. You get mad and you get frustrated, and sometimes you get very sad. So when I tell you no, or when I say you can't do something, or when you get really upset about something, I want to teach you some words to use. I want you to learn to say when you feel like you're going to just explode, I'm mad, I'm frustrated, I'm sad. So what you're trying to do is beginning to teach your child an emotional vocabulary so that they can identify very simple feelings 
and articulate them. Now, is that going to stop the temper tantrum? No, but at least it's going to give the child a sense of control and a sense that they can describe something that's going on inside them and that makes them feel better. When they feel like they're getting out of control, it's a way that they can take control, expressing their feelings. Don't give them too many feelings to talk about. Ask them, do you know what it feels like to be mad? Don't assume they know. Do you know what it feels like to be frustrated? Do you know what it feels like when you're sad? And then once they say yes, say, okay, so the next time you feel something like this is going to happen, it would be really great if you could say, I feel this way. Then you want to always empathize with your child. Remember, they didn't want these temper tantrums. They were out of control. They were very frightening to your child. So if you come in there and tell them what a bad kid they were, they can never do that again. Why can't they control themselves? They feel worse. But if you come in and say, you know what, honey, when I was younger, I used to have those temper tantrums too. But I want to let you know, all kids have them and they all go away. Those temper tantrums and those explosions all go away. So when they happen, don't get too scared because one day they'll be gone. Very, very simple. After you've resolved the temper tantrum and you've closed it very simply, don't bring it up again. Leave it behind. Okay. Don't keep bringing it up and trying to explain to the child what was going on and why he should never do it again. First of all, you will frustrate the heck out of yourself and the heck out of your child. Your child will end up feeling very bad about himself, like he's a bad kid and that he did something so bad, you can't forget about it. So bad that you're going to hold a grudge. Don't do that to him. It's done. It's over. Move ahead. You know, friends, temper tantrums are hard. And I'm not going to sit here and say, just go through these steps and everything will be very clean and your kid will stop yelling and this kind of a thing. I have experienced temper tantrums, more temper tantrums than I'd like to, not only with my own kids, but with my grandkids. And I will tell you, they're painful. I have sat in a room with a five or six-year-old grandchild screaming and yelling and crying and sobbing and thrashing for probably 30 to 40 minutes. And what you do in that moment is you sit in the room in front of the door so the child can't run out the door and you just sit there quietly and you allow the child's frustration to calm down to a point where you can actually pull them on your lap. Is a six-year-old, seven-year-old child too old to pull on your lap? Absolutely not. Again, what do you want when you're feeling out of control? What do you want when you're feeling anxious? You want somebody to come to you and say, it's going to be okay. This is going to pass. It's not going to swallow you up. And you stay with that child. You stay with that child until it's passed. Okay. And again, the calmer you can remain, even if you have an older child and stay with the child, the faster the temper tantrums going to stop. When my kids were really young, and I remember rocking one of my kids, and I was exhausted, probably 
you know, the child was a year old and it was two in the morning and four in the morning and six in the morning. And I was exhausted because this child wouldn't sleep. And a close relative came in and I was breastfeeding this child and rocking in the chair and I just couldn't keep my eyes open. And I said, I don't think I'm going to make it. And she looked at me and said something that has carried me through many, many situations. And she said, you know what, honey, remember, she'll grow. And even though it didn't help in that moment, because it didn't make me stay awake longer, it made me realize that the hardship would pass. And no matter what stage you're in with your child, whether they're, you know, having fits as a youngster or whether they're having school issues in school or whether they're having fits because they're in high school, the stage is a stage. They all grow and they all get past a certain level of immaturity. So wherever you are right now with your child, even though your child may not be having temper tantrums, they're giving you some other kind of trouble. Always remember, this will pass. I promise you it will pass. It isn't just a platitude that older people like me tell you. It really is true. So just remember, stay calm, stay with your child, and train yourself that when the temper tantrum comes, you know how you're going to handle it. You've got this. And there will come a day when the temper tantrums will be very short-lived and ultimately where they will go away. Friends, I'm so grateful that you joined me today. And I know it can be a little boring just hearing my voice sometimes, but I love to just come on and talk with you about a certain topic because sometimes I like to veer away from interviewing guests who are wonderful and just pick out one topic and work it through with you. And I know that the topic isn't going to always pertain to maybe what you're going through at that time, but if you listen, it could help a friend with their child. It could help a grandchild. It could help your niece or your nephew. So the information that you take in, you'll be amazed at where you will find the information helpful. So again, I strongly recommend you go to my website, meekerparenting.com. Take a look around. I have all sorts of good things that I've written and videotaped just for you. And as I leave you today, always remember friends that great kids are raised, not born. 